It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Good morning and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Brenna Thompson, registered and licensed dietitian, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Every week, we like to bring you information on how eating real food can dramatically change your life. I know it's early and many of you are probably just finishing your breakfast or maybe just getting around to waking up and pouring that first cup of coffee there, but... Do you know what you're going to have for dinner tonight? How many times during the week do you come home from work hungry and thinking, what am I going to eat? Or do your kids come home from school hungry, starving, saying, mom, what's for dinner? Well, to help you out, I want you to meet my co-host, Cassie Weenus. Cassie is a registered and licensed dietitian and mom of two fantastic kids, well, good morning, Brenna. Good it morning. is great to be on the radio again. It's been a while for me. Yes, it has. Always great to hang out with you, too. Thanks. And I agree to that last sentence. I do have two fantastic kids. <laughs> of course, I'm probably a little prejudiced because I'm their mom, but the regular listeners probably remember I always have to give a shout out. So hello to my almost eight-year-old Riley and hello to my kindergartner, Marissa. She is so excited to be going to school every day now, like her brother. Like her big brother. Like She's her a big, big girl brother. now. Yes. yes. So that's very cool. And one more special person listening this morning I wanted to give a shout out to, and that is my cousin Patty back in North Dakota. She said she was going to listen, and she's a big fan of nutritional weight and wellness. And thinking of how she's a big fan... For all of you big fans out there, I want to let you know of a promotion we have going on right now, and then I promise we'll get back into the topic. <laughs> but we have a promotion to celebrate our ninth year here on My Talk with the Dishing Up Nutrition Show. Can you believe nine years? And the promotion is that we are giving 10% off of any products you purchase, any classes you sign up for, and also 10% off of nutrition counseling appointments, which can be a nice little That's a nice chunk little of perk. change. Yeah. And I believe that runs through November 2nd. So again, 10% off services and products at Nutritional Weight and Wellness to celebrate our ninth year on 107.1 FM. So let's get back to the topic. I think for any of you that looked it up on the internet as to what we were going to talk about today, our official topic title is, It's 4 p.m. What's, what's for, for Dinner? dinner? <laughs> yes. And when I first read that title, it immediately took me back to my before I found nutritional weight and wellness days. Right. And driving home from work, I this is in Missouri. I can remember it so vividly. I lived down in Missouri, and I can remember so many nights, 5, 6 o'clock, driving home from work, hands on the steering wheel, just shaking. Because mm -hmm. I hadn't eaten since noon, and probably I had a huge bowl of pasta with some low-fat marinara something. sauce or something, right? Because right? it was high-carb, low-fat days back then. And I would run in the house, open up the fridge like I was expecting some miracle to occur and have some big feast ready for me. But usually <laughs> I was just staring at my condiments and I was so hungry. 
You're like, yeah, okay, what can I do with ketchup and barbecue sauce? Right. Right. Well, I know that feeling, and I'm sure many of our listeners do too. So today we're going to give you at least five ideas on how to come home to a balanced dinner made from real foods. Right. And we aren't striving for five-star dining here. Lord knows that does not happen at my house. But what I try to do and what we hope to inspire all of you to try to do is feed your family a decent, balanced meal most nights of the week. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. It, it, like you said, it doesn't have to be a it fancy It have to be candlelights and no. five courses. Gosh, no, no. no. I mean, and I remember during my dietetic internship, stir-fry was on my menu a lot because I was just cooking for me, and it was quick and easy. And healthy. And healthy, yeah. So when I got married, Ryan did not want to eat stir-fry, you know, Four times a week because when you Those cook, guys have different ideas. They do have different, different ideas. Different taste buds, maybe we should say. Yes. <laughs> and it's one thing to kind of cook for yourself and just be like, oh, I'll just eat the same thing the next four days. It works. I can do that. I can yeah. do that. But by the fourth day, I'm kind of bored with it. But yeah. anywho, so I got married and Ryan did not want to eat stir fry all the time. Instead, he wanted pasta and pizza. Mm-hmm. And as a dietitian, especially one who was then working in a diabetes clinic, I knew that eating pasta and pizza every week could lead to diabetes and weight gain. And there are many other nutritionists and doctors out there who agree with us, but author Gary Taubes, author, um, he wrote Why We Get Fat and What to Do About It. His first book was Good Calories, Bad Calories, and he understood. He's been on the show a couple times yes. on this show. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. But in his book, Why We Get Fat, he wrote, we do not get fat because we overeat. We get fat because the carbohydrates in our diet make us fat. It is true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, pasta and frozen pizza might be easy, but they are just way too high in carbs. And we've all heard of a beer belly before, right? And we know that drinking too much beer can create that beer belly. But that same belly fat can just as easily come from eating too much pasta too much pizza, pizza, because all of those things, beer, pasta, pizza, they turn to too much sugar. Way too much sugar. And that creates, yeah, that weight gain around the middle. So think about this example. One serving, I'm not going to give you a brand name here, <laughs> but let's just say it's one serving of a popular brand name of thin crust frozen pizza has 25 grams of carbs. Now, to some of you, you might think, well, what's that mean? 25 grams of carbs. Well, let me tell you this. 25 grams of carbs turn into about six teaspoons of sugar in your bloodstream in a fairly short amount of time. Now, that's thin crust. If you're going to choose the regular crust frozen pizza, one serving, and I bet a lot of Americans are eating more than than one one serving, serving. but one serving of a regular crust frozen pizza has about 40 grams of carbs in it. That means 10 teaspoons of sugar in your bloodstream And all that sugar creates that extra weight gain around the middle, not to mention a lot of other not-so-good things. Right. And Cassie, I'm going to guess, when I was a kid, there's no way my mom would have let me go to the pantry and eat 10 teaspoons of sugar. Right. Would you ever let Marissa or Riley do that? No. No. And would you ever even dream of doing No, no. No. Right? So imagine spooning 10 teaspoons of sugar down your throat because that's basically... What you're doing with that one serving of pizza. Yes. So now we like to say that it's out with the pizza and in with the pork loin because pizza will slow your metabolism. But pork loin, which is actually what I had for supper last night. Yum. Yes. It boosts your metabolism. 
We love pork loin at our house, and I find that a three-pound pork loin is just the right size for my family of four. Now, don't get me wrong, we don't sit down and eat all three pounds at once, but if I do a three-pound pork loin, then I have leftovers for lunch the next day. And I make my pork loin different ways depending on the night, but one of the simplest ways that I like to prepare that pork loin is to just put a tablespoon or two of butter in a large skillet on the stovetop, turn your heat to about medium, let that pan heat up, and then lightly brown that pork loin on all sides. Once you have it browned, it's ready to go in the oven. Now, oftentimes, if it's a thicker pork loin, I'll butterfly it so that it gets done. Cooks faster. In time. Good yeah. idea. Yeah, so if you just butterfly it, meaning, you know, cut it down the middle, kind of let it splay open, and then put it in the oven at 375 degrees for about 30 minutes, and it's going to be ready to put on the it's table. perfect. Yeah. Yep. And while it cooks, I can toss a load of laundry in if I want to, or better yet, I can toss together a salad so we have some nice greens to go with that pork loin. Easy. Easy peasy, as my kids would say. That's right. And I have to say, I love watching Cassie describe how she cooks this pork loin because she's got like hand actions going with it on how she cuts it up and like putting yeah. the butter in the skillet. Isn't that <laughs> supposed to be a Norwegian thing? Because I'm not Norwegian. I'm very German. Oh, Where me- did this come from? Maybe it is a German thing because I am German. too. Okay. Yes. German, well, Norwegian. We'll, we'll but German. yeah, now during these cooler months, I really like to roast vegetables as a side dish to my meats. And one of my favorite roast vegetables is Brussels sprouts. And that's why Dar loves you so much. Oh, is it? That's her favorite vegetable. Yes. That's where you won her heart. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) So these would be great to go with that pork loin. And this is just silly because that is what we had for supper last night. Um, But anywho, so what you do is you can actually cook them at the same time as the pork loin. And so I call that a one oven meal. Nice. But you want to make sure that if you're going to try Brussels sprouts for the first time, please buy them fresh. Don't buy them frozen. And what you do is you cut them in half lengthwise. And this just helps decrease their cooking time and makes it so the outside doesn't get burnt while the inside is still hard. hard. Yeah. Yeah. But then pour about two tablespoons of olive oil on a nice sheet pan. And then using your hands, just roll the sprouts all over in that olive oil and then season with it a little salt and pepper, place them right into that 375 degree oven, and it's going to take 20, maybe 30 minutes max, or just until the sprouts are fork tender and done to your liking. And do you stir the Brussels sprouts halfway in between? I usually do, as long as I don't forget. I know. (laughs) I forget sometimes, and I think they still turn out fine. They're still delicious. That's right. I have another idea for roasted veggies, but I'm going to give you my idea when we get back from break. Because it is time for that first break. Before we go to break, I want to say this. Nutrition can be complex. Brenna and I will be the first to admit, right? We remember those chemistry classes. Oh my gosh, Krebs cycle. Oh, oh, yeah, I could not repeat that anymore. But, But we know it can be complex, but healthy eating should be simple. And today we're giving you a lot of ways to make balanced, healthy eating easier. But we realize that even with the best of intentions, if you're still having a lot of cravings, these cravings will sabotage you every time. So if your cravings are preventing you from reaching your weight loss goals, I want you to consider our Nutrition for Weight Loss series. This is a 12-week series of classes, so you meet once a week for one hour, 12 weeks long, and we teach you how to eat real foods in balance so your cravings will go away. Now, I know there's got to be some listeners out there snickering at that, thinking, right, you don't know my cravings. They're not going to ever go away. (laughs) 
I used to be that person. I remember thinking nutritional weight and wellness cannot take away my cravings. They are too strong. Mm -hmm. I will always struggle with this. But I can tell you, honestly, I live craving free today because I've taken all of these classes. I've learned the nutritional weight and wellness way. So consider it. And also the nice part is you can finally lose those last few pesky pounds. Classes start the first week of November um, and that's coming fast. If you want to sign up or if you just want to learn more, you can call the gals at the St. Paul office this morning at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to learn more. But if you have any nutrition-related questions, please call Brenna and I at the studio this morning, 651-641-1071, and we'll be right back. Allow me to blow your mind. Ready? Fat doesn't make you fat. You okay? Still listening? All right, I got another one. Sugar substitutes actually cause you to gain weight. Whoa, is it opposite day? Nope, just dropping a little science on you. The kind you'll learn at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. The kind that will teach you how to eat real food that gets you to your real weight and makes you feel real good. For good. Because the point system doesn't add up. The starvation diet is mean. And you can count on calorie counting to let you down every single time. Learn to eat the way people did when obesity was an exception, not an epidemic. And learn how much delicious, real, vital food you can eat. That's the part that will really blow your mind and eventually your butt right off your backside. To sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you often find yourself feeling hangry? So hungry you're a little angry or irritable? I love that word. That's a great term. Well, if you do, you've got blood sugar problems, and I can bet you haven't eaten in at least four hours. So to prevent yourself from coming home hangry, make sure you eat a balanced meal, you know, every three hours or so during the day, But you also need to eat balanced snacks. So a balanced snack is not a special K bar or a container of light and fit yogurt. These are just what I like to call high sugar Franken foods. So a balanced snack contains real protein, real carbs, and real fats. So this week, pack yourself a snack of bell pepper strips, about 10 olives, and a piece of string cheese. And now, here's the tough part. I want you to eat it all before you get in your car and drive home. So, when you get home, you won't be hangry. You know, I used to be that person, and I thought my husband was just really irritating at 5, 6 o'clock when I walked in the door. (laughs) Little did I know it was low blood sugar. I'm the same way. Ah, and once I found nutritional weight and wellness, I'm like, wow, this guy is pretty nice. They're kind of nice. Yeah, Yeah, there was a reason why we got married. (laughs) Yeah, so try it out. Say, we have some callers. Should we go to callers right away? We should take a couple callers. All right. On line one, we have Arlene. Good morning, Arlene. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us? Yes. You often speak in nitrates, and it's in bacon. It might be in other things. And I wanted to know why we should avoid it and where we can get get it without nitrates. Oh, great question. Do you want to just hang up and listen? Yes. All right. So great question. Nitrates, why are we supposed to avoid it? And where can we get bacon and other foods without it? Okay. So we want to avoid nitrates, particularly for people who have intestinal inflammation, because we know that nitrates can be very irritating to the gut lining. So if you've got things like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease or 
um, I don't know, irritable bowel IBS. Yeah. IBS. The, put that in quotes. Yes. Types of things. Yeah. So those are the people who really want to stay away from it. I've also seen a study that showed that it can cause inflammation in the lungs. Okay. So if you have asthma or a lot of chest congestion, COPD. It could just add fuel to the fire. Yeah. There's also a couple of, couple of research studies out there showing a link to... And I forget which type of cancer, but I want to say one or two types of specific cancers you're at higher risk for with overconsumption of nitrates, which is the, those were the studies that always caught my eyes because Mm -hmm. before I found Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we would do hot dogs once a week. And and hot dogs generally have nitrates. And when you have young kids and you're thinking, okay, I'm building that up in their system, I really don't want them to have cancer. Exactly. So I guess we've touched on quite a few different reasons. How about the question of where do I I find it? Oh, good heavens. You can find it everywhere. Everywhere. I've seen Even it. Even Super Target. Yeah. Super Target, I think, has the Hormel Natural bacon. Uh, they even, even have, have Applegate Organic. Yes. Yeah. So Target's can, getting more organic things. Yep. You can get it at Target. I've seen, I think, both of those brands at Cub Foods. Yep. Certainly. Colburn's. Yeah. You can find it everywhere. Certainly Whole Foods and all of the co-ops, but it yep. is... It is pretty much at any grocery store. You just got to look a little or maybe ask for help so that you're not searching forever. Same with hot dogs. You can now get a lot of different brands like Colburn's has the Thousand Hills, which we love that company. Thousand Hills Cattle Company. The Super Target by me even has the Thousand Hills too. My Super Target now has the Mm -hmm. Thousand Hills hot dogs too. And then of course, co-ops and um, Whole Foods as well. So lots of different places. Uh, We have another caller on the line. Sharon, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. What's your question this morning? Uh, yes, what I was wondering is what can my daughter give her da- her daughter, who's about 19 months old, to boost her immune system? She recently had to take antibiotics for a sinus infection. She did give her the yogurt with the live cultures in it, and now, but now she said she's getting a cold again. So I was wondering what she could give her, what supplements to help booster immune system. The 19-month-old had a sinus infection? Yes. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And Something's going on there. And she's a child that has been sick. In fact, she has not been sick at all. She's usually very healthy. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. But a great question. Let's get back to the question at hand. Ideas to boost immune system because regardless of whether or not you have a child that's been on antibiotics recently, we're entering that season of yes, we are. wanting to stay free of the colds and flu. So certainly, um, you know, she had the right train of thought with a yogurt because of the probiotics, but it would be a really great idea to give a supplemental probiotic to really ramp up the level of those good bugs in her gut. Because as you probably understand, when you take that antibiotic, it, it, it doesn't that. discriminate. Yeah, it kills yeah. the good bugs with Two. the bad bugs, and the good bugs are our best defense system against germs. So right. what, what my supplement do you recommend? Yeah, what my kids take, and, and I actually take as well, it's great for kids because it's not a pill, is Bifido powder by NutriKey, and we would sell that at any of our offices. Actually, get a 10% discount yes. right now because we're running that promotion. So again, it's just called Bifido powder, and it's got the Bifido bacteria which is the type of good bug that should make up the majority of the good bacteria in a healthy intestinal tract. Yes. So the other one that I would say, just because it's what I do with my kids during cold and flu season to boost their immune system, is cod liver oil. A teaspoon. Yeah, a teaspoon of cod liver oil. We sell that as well. You can also get it at, you know, Whole Foods or the co-ops or the natural section at Colburn's. 
But I will tell you that my opinion, ours is the best tasting. Is it? I tried a different one one time, a strawberry flavored one, and my kids did pretty much spit it back up. Oh, no. And I tasted it, too, and it was kind of nasty. Ours tastes like a lemon drop. Yeah. It's deodorized. It's lemon flavored. But a teaspoon of that, because of the vitamin D and vitamin A in there, can be great to boost the immune system as well. Do you have any other thoughts? My only thought would be the vitamin D in there, since it's been shown to really help prevent the colds and flus that go around. Um, so the vitamin D in the cod liver oil, the vitamin D in the cod liver oil. We also have the vitamin D drops that would work really well. I think probably Mm -hmm. just maybe for a 19 year old or a 19 month old, just one, maybe I would probably do one just to one. play it safe, not yep. knowing. Yep. yep, my kids do that one too. Okay. I forgot about that. How much of the bifidal powder should she give a 19-month-old? I would start with an eighth of a teaspoon two okay. times a day, and then after two weeks, I would probably bump it up right now Maybe. to a quarter of a teaspoon, do you think? I don't have any babies yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could overdo it, but... Um, okay. If, if the babies... If, the 19-month-old started getting really loose stools, then I would back off. Oh, okay, yeah. back off then. You okay. know, I'm just trying to think. When my girl was two, we were doing a quarter teaspoon three times a day oh, at okay. two. So I, I think you'd be really safe. With, a, with an eighth of a teaspoon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two because times a day. she does give her organic. She They do use organic meats and fruits and vegetables, and she did breastfeed her. Wonderful. Uh, so she's so, got a good yeah. basis. Okay. Yeah, she's right. just got to rebuild from this antibiotic. Great question. Thank you okay. for listening. Thank you. Bye. That was a great question. That was a really good question. Yeah. yeah. And of course, it's almost time for another break. It seems oh. all we do is take breaks, right? Yeah. Not our choice. But first, I want to tell you about one of our favorite vegetables to roast. Okay. You were talking about Brussels sprouts, and it is totally roasting vegetable season here with this chilly weather. We love to roast asparagus at our house. And it's, you know, kind of the same thing. You just toss it in some olive oil. I mm-hmm. usually do about a tablespoon probably per per pound. Does that sound right? Probably. Per, yeah. Per bunch that per I bunch. buy. Bundle. Yeah. yeah. And then I spread that out in, you know, so they're not touching. Otherwise, you're kind of steaming more than you're roasting. Spread that out on a, a sheet pan. And it cooks quicker. That's kind of a nice thing yes. sometimes because it's a thin vegetable. So it cooks in about 15 minutes in that 375 degree oven. And honestly, once you know how to roast one or two vegetables, you can roast any of them. Anything. Yes. And if you're feeling a little bit leery about trying your hand at roasting any vegetable, just Google it on the internet. That's what I do when I'm a little scared. And I actually Googled it on the internet one time and got this nice roasting schedule. And I don't know what the website is anymore. Um, but it, it gave me this alphabetical order of the most common vegetables and to roast. and how to roast them. Oh, how yeah. fabulous! So we do a call or yeah, we do cauliflower at our house, which is Marissa's favorite. We roast broccoli, which mm-hmm. gives it a nice different flavor. So again, you can roast anything. Okay, second break already. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to break, I'm going to ask you some personal questions. <laughs> so you can either choose to listen or not. But are you a person that has a lot of digestive problems? Or do you have high blood sugar? Or maybe your doctor has told you your cholesterol is a little high. Or maybe you're like I used to be before I found nutritional weight and wellness and you're struggling with some awful insomnia. Or do you have frequent anxiety? Or are you depressed? Well, guess what? 
all of these things have a food connection, and you can learn about that connection by taking the Weekend Weight and Wellness series. This is a great option for busy people who don't have a convenient night of the week to dedicate to the six-week Weight and Wellness series. We put it all into a weekend, and it's also great for people out of town. My mom has come in and taken it from North Dakota. My cousin Patty out in North Dakota came in and take, took it. They loved it. We've had people from California. We've had people from Pennsylvania. I didn't yeah. know the California one, but yep. we've had people fly mm-hmm. in. So it's definitely popular and well worth it. The weekend series starts this Friday night, October 25th, and there still are a few spots open if you wanted to sign up. It runs through Sunday afternoon. It's going to be held at our St. Paul location. If you want to sign up or if you just want to learn more, call the St. Paul office today at 651-699-3438. Or you can also read more about the class online at weightandwellness.com. And if you have questions for Brenna and I, please call us at the studio at 651-641-1071 and stay with us. We'll be back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We want to share a weight and wellness success story from you for you from a client who took our six-week weight and wellness series. They said, I was encouraged to eat more protein, and when I did, I immediately noticed an improvement and increase in my energy level. I felt effervescent inside. This also made me feel happier. It feels good to have energy. So, if you want to feel effervescent... And have more energy. And have more energy, which who doesn't? Right. So, think about taking the six-week weight and wellness... No. Yes, the six-week yep. weight and wellness series. Classes are starting at all of our locations over the next two weeks. So to sign up, call 651-699-3438. Or again, you can register online at weightandwellness.com. But if you've got questions for Cassie and I today about nutrition or maybe a little bit about food and cooking, give us a call here in studio at 651-641-1071. And we do have a couple callers. We're going to take them in just a minute because Brenna just has a really neat idea here about oh, okay. <laughs> about being quick in the kitchen and, and changing it up a bit. Yeah. So sometimes, I don't know, I think all of us hear this a little bit, but clients will say, you know, I get tired of eating the same thing all the time. So this is where I find that keeping just a few different herbs or spices on hand, such as dill and basil, oregano and chili powder can really help just create variety. So similar to roasting veggies, once you know how to make a basic recipe, you can change it up by adding different spices. Very good point. And chili powder is a big staple on my spice rack. And so that one's kind of a no-brainer. You might as well make chili with chili powder, right? Right. But you could just as easily make an Italian stew with pretty much all the same ingredients. I like to put... Um, ground beef in my chili, but if I was going to do Italian stew, I would do um, chunks of steak or maybe stew meat. Mm-hmm. So I might change that up too. And then replace the chili powder that you would use in your chili with some oregano and basil. And voila, just a voila. couple of changes. And instead of chili, you have Italian stew. Now at our house, we all love, love to put sour cream, full mm-hmm. fat, of course, on top of our chili. That is so delicious. But if you were going to do Italian stew, Italians eat olives, right? Right. So why not, instead of the sour cream, dice up some olives and use that on top of your Italian stew for your healthy fat? Delicious. Now, dill is a fabulous herb to use when cooking salmon or eggs, which is what Ryan, my husband, puts in his eggs every morning. So Mm -hmm. we have a delicious salmon cake recipe on our website as well that I tend to make at least once a month. 
and it calls for about half a cup of fresh chopped dill, but I usually just use one to two tablespoons of dried dill instead since it's always in my pantry. Yes, it's nice to keep those dried herbs on hand. I had fresh herbs, a, a pot of them yeah. this summer, and it was just wonderful wonderful thing in my mind, but usually I would forget that I had them out there <laughs> or it would get so late that I was rushed putting dinner on the table that I would just grab my dried ones instead of mm-hmm. going out and clipping them and cutting them. And so, you know, you don't have to be perfect. Have those dried ones on hand right. too. So I think... Um, that we've covered, what, Brenna, about three, three, three ideas had, yeah. so far. We talked about how to roast that pork loin. Super mm-hmm. simple. We talked about roasting veggies. Um, Brenna talked about the Brussels sprouts. I talked about the asparagus. We talked about how to use different herbs just now to add variety to a familiar dish. But to do all this, we need to actually have these foods in the house and this, of course, means grocery, grocery shopping. shopping, the dreaded grocery shopping. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a bit, but I think we should take just a couple callers here before we get into the grocery shopping mantra. Let's go with line one. Hi, Amy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us? I do. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, excuse me. My mother is uh, in her late 80s, does not do a lot of, in, of cooking any longer. Um, she was recently diagnosed with a heart condition and told she needed to go on a low-sodium diet. Um, we're having trouble figuring out what exactly means low-sodium, and if that just means go back to what is actually recommended, or, um, you know, what she should be buying and where she can find some easy-to-prepare low-sodium meals? Well, I can tell you, so typically when they say low-sodium, doctors are usually recommending about 1,500 milligrams of sodium or less per day. The foods, surprisingly, that have the most salt in them are breads. And anything prepackaged. I I mean, mean, if you're eating the Nutritional Weight and Wellness Way and not adding salt to your home-cooked meals... You're Wouldn't fine. you think you'd be fine? You're going to be totally fine. Okay. If, you're, if your mom is not really into doing a lot of cooking and she's relying on those prepackaged foods, then she's going to be running into some pretty high sodium levels. Yeah. Which is, yes, we're finding that. Now, you said 1,500 milligrams is what uh, low sodium. What is the, What would be a typical... Uh, average person sodium intake. I, I guess we're. <laughs> we're, we're well, we got, that's a loaded what, question. That's a loaded okay. question. I think um, the average American is between three and four thousand, but what they recommend, Brenna, isn't it's it? About 20, two, yeah. 400 it's about twenty four hundred or twenty two hundred. Twenty somewhere in there for twenty two. For the something. average person, they say the healthy range is like twenty two to twenty four hundred. So. But you need okay. to be at about 15, it sounds like. For low sodium. Um, so it's cooking real foods. It's, yeah. You know, and if you or another um, son or daughter of hers has time, I really think getting the Nutritional Weight and Wellness Cookbook, the mm-hmm. Dishing Up Nutrition Cookbook, and making some of those meals and freezing them for her, they're simple meals. They're delicious. They're not, you know, a bunch of odd ingredients. It's things okay. like wild rice meatballs. Um, chili, which freezes well. The chicken, chicken and wild, wild rice, rice soup, soup is my favorite. 
So oh, okay. that's sold at any of our offices and it's, I, I don't know, nine or $10. $10. Yeah. And, oh, and okay. like I said, yeah, to make those because, and if it has added salt, you could do half the amount or just leave off the half of a teaspoon of salt it says to add. Because like Brenna said, where you're going to get that hidden salt is in foods that come from a processing plant that are in a okay. box or a bag. The other thing is with her being a little bit older, you want to make sure she's still eating enough so that food tastes good. Right. And I find that if you go too low sodium, um, people tend not to eat enough because food doesn't taste good. Mm. Sure. Good point. Yes, we've, we've run into that already. So, <laughs> yeah. Good point. Okay. okay. Well, Thank yeah, you. call one of the offices and see if you can get a hold of that cookbook. I will do that. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. All right. We have just a minute before we need to go to break. So we do want to give some people some more incentive to yes, get dinner to keep on the table. listening here. No. We had mentioned that we have to go grocery shopping to make sure that our fridge and pantry are filled with good foods. And I would tell you, Ryan used to try and convince me that we didn't need a grocery list since we usually buy the same things, which is true. Right. But it's so but, a, man, a man to say that. Yeah. Right? No, I'll just go run just and grab some go things. go and get it. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I will tell you, if I don't have that list, oh. I will inevitably forget something. And, or several things. Or several things. Yes. And then... Either that day or within the next day or two so that I can make whatever it was I was going to cook. You're back I at the grocery store. go back to the grocery store. store. What and a I, waste of time. It's a waste of time. And then I'm at the grocery store like three times in the week and I hate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. I have a few more words to say about that. But I'll wait till we come back from break or I might get on my soapbox. So already time for our last break here. Now, before we break, I want you to think about this. Did you know that until the age of about five years old, kids actually have taste buds lining the inside of their cheeks, of course, as well as the taste buds on their tongue. So this is why they often don't like bitter vegetables because they're getting such a stronger taste of them than we are. But that doesn't mean you stop trying. If you keep feeding those vegetables to them after about 10 or 12 tries, oftentimes they take a liking to them. So don't give up and stay with us. We'll be right back. When something is simple, it's called a cakewalk or easy as pie. Funny how there's no easy as pie diet. But now there is a plan to make shedding pounds simpler. It's called Nutrition for Weight Loss. That's right, using Nutrition for Weight Loss. Created by the nutrition experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, Nutrition for Weight Loss will teach you the secret to losing weight and keeping it off. Nutrition for Weight Loss will create a personalized plan for you. It will bump up your metabolism to help you burn more calories. And there's no frozen prepackaged or liquid meals. You eat real food. With Nutrition for Weight Loss, you never get that hungry, haggard feeling. The program uses the latest in nutritional science to keep you feeling satisfied. And you'll love the bounce in your energy level. Find out more about Nutrition for Weight Loss. Call 651-699-3438 or online. It's weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com. Getting the body you want is easier than you think with Nutrition for Weight Loss. Welcome back again to Dishing Up Nutrition. Now, Cassie and I have been talking about ways to get a dinner on your table fairly quickly when you get home from work. But if this seems a little daunting to you, maybe you don't have the greatest cooking skills. Well, guess what? Nutritional Weight and Wellness is doing their first cooking demo. Yay! Yay. And it's going to be led by Romaine at Mississippi Market on Tuesday, December 3rd from 5.30 to 7.30. Now, don't call us. Call... Mississippi Market 
to get signed up. Oh, don't even call the St. Paul office. Don't call I thought the- you meant don't call us here at the studio. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, call Mississippi Market to get registered for that. Oh, that's yes. going to be great. And that's been requested for a long, a long time. time. So yes. I bet it's going to fill up. I would call and get registered now if you're interested. That might be a good one for that lady that called in about her mom. Yes. You could just get some recipes there and, and yep. watch it being done. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay. So you were talking about how Ryan, you know, and I can we just don't relate. Need a grocery and I, list. I'm yes. not making fun of men. I'm just saying they are different because my husband would be the same way. But if I didn't take a grocery list, for one, I would be in the store longer than I needed to be, like staring yep. at the the Hain mayonnaise thinking, do, do I, I have, have mayonnaise or do I not? I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. And then getting home without all the stuff. So I always have a grocery list. And what is so helpful, and some of you are already doing this, but for anybody that's not, I'm going to say this. What is so helpful for me and I think would be helpful for anybody is to plan your menus. And I know it seems like daunting, like just one more thing to do, but I guarantee you it will save you time in the end. And the first time I did it, it just took this layer of stress off because now Mm -hmm. I knew what I was going to make that night. I knew what meat I needed to thaw and I knew leftovers were always going to be in my fridge for lunches yes. once I started planning. So what I do, I sit down every Saturday, and that's just my day. I sit down on Saturday with my planner so I can see what my week looks like and with all my favorite cookbooks. And of course, the Dishing Up Nutrition Cookbook is on the top. That is the <laughs> one that we cook from the most at our house. And then I write down our dinners for seven days, just dinners. Yep. And I always make extra. So then I have leftovers for lunches for the kids and I for the next day. I do something similar. It, yeah. it really. And then once you have your menus, of course, then I go right to my grocery list and I write down everything I need based on those menus. It is so slick. I wish I would have started doing it 10 years ago, but unfortunately right. it was just a few years ago I started. But it, it does save time and it takes a layer of stress off. Exactly. Now, speaking of families, I know a lot of our listeners have kids and many times young kids can be a bit picky. So, Cassie, what do you do to keep Marissa and Riley trying new foods? Well, don't get me wrong. They are not perfect eaters. I know sometimes I think listeners visualize that I have these little kids that love to eat everything. Broccoli instead of cake, but not so much. (laughs) Um, But we, we always keep trying and they know the value of good food. That's for certain. So one thing that I do is I try to get them involved in, in cooking and get them in the kitchen. And that makes them more willing to want to try new foods. Okay. Well, besides taste testing, what can a six-year-old safely help with when it comes to meal preparation? Right. Well, let me tell you, this is a girl that was fixing her own hair at three. Okay. That by the age of five is taking a shower and blow drying her hair by herself. Oh my gosh. So, I know. Kind of a little amazing, but um, again, I'm prejudiced. So my six-year-old, Marissa, she can do quite a bit. One of the things she loves to do and one of the things I love to have her do is help make kale chips. Yum. We love kale chips at our house, but to me, they're kind of putsy, probably because I don't have a salad spinner and I should just invest in one. Yes, you should. Right? But for me, it's the, the washing of the kale and then I'm like, okay, now this has to dry. But I can wash it and then she can pat it with paper towels or towels and and help me dry it. And then she's great at tearing it up into pieces. I'll pour some olive oil over the top and then she can toss it. And she does a great job spreading it out on a cake pan. Um, And I really think that's what made her try the kale chips Mm -hmm. is because she was in there helping mom make them. So it gives them that ownership. Riley at seven... um, 
he likes to peel potatoes and I was scared to let him try. That actually was his idea. Okay. He saw me peeling potatoes. So we usually do sweet potatoes, but I'll admit we sometimes do white. So whichever way he can help me peel them and he loves to do it as long as they're big enough that he can hold it in one hand and he braces it on the cutting board and then just peels down. And there's always a few little pieces of skin I have to get off at the end, but it's very helpful. Yes. And then they're more likely to eat those sweet potatoes. Both of them love to help me make fruit kebabs. I don't doubt it. And, you know, right? Anything on a stick. I think even for an adult. So if there's a fruit they're getting a little sick of, you know, if they're starting to get tired of grapes, if I put it on a kebab stick, <laughs> they'll they eat just it. Gobble it up. It is just the craziest thing. Um, you know, and if your kids are a little bit older, maybe you would even want to have them put some soft meat and veggies on kebab skewers for the grill. I I don't let my kids touch raw meat at their age, but that's an idea. Another idea of something to do with those kebab sticks, if you want your kids to eat more cherry tomatoes, put a cherry tomato and then one of those little mozzarella balls on there, maybe a basil leaf in between, Mm, right? We've all done that or seen that before. Um, And then sprinkle a little balsamic vinaigrette over the top, and I bet they'll gobble up those cherry tomatoes. Yeah. You know, and I found this to be true when I worked at a Girl Scout camp. So as a camp counselor, I always made sure that my little campers, even the youngest ones, which were about five to seven in age, they would help crack eggs. We'd have them help slice vegetables. When they got a little older around the campfire, they could brown meat. So it's really amazing what kids can do if we just let them. Right. It might take a little more time. It might be a little more messy, but it's so worth it if they're going to gobble up that food you're putting on the table without having a tantrum. Yeah. (laughs) And I forgot about the the peeling of the eggs. Both of my kids love to crack and peel (laughs) hard-boiled eggs. And so then they're more likely to eat them if they are the ones that have helped prepare. Now, for some people, we realize this might all seem a little idealistic to think that you'll be cooking for your family every night and it's this beautiful candlelit thing, which it doesn't need to be. (laughs) It is not candlelit. It's not candlelight at our house. Um, Or maybe, you know, you're thinking, I cannot chop all these vegetables that I'm sure Nutritional Weight and Wellness wants me to eat. Well, there's a good chance um, we realize that you don't work a nice eight to four, nine to five job. And so things get busy and maybe you have hockey practice you have to get your kids to or ballet practice or or maybe you're working a third shift and that gets everything off of schedule. Um, so one idea, and then I think we should take a caller, but one idea I wanted to be sure we get out there is don't be afraid to buy the pre-cut veggies. Exactly. Oh, what a godsend. I will buy the chicken tenders mm-hmm. if you've ever bought those. So then I don't even cut them. I throw those in the wok with the pre-cut veggies and stir fry becomes a really fast and easy dish. It's so easy. And then, you know, you can use the Bragg liquid aminos or yep. for your family, the coconut aminos. Coconut aminos, if you have a soy allergy in the family like we do, are delicious. How about we take a collar? Sounds good. Because I know they've been waiting a while. Let's go to Becky on line three. Thank you for holding. What's your question for us today? Hi, yeah, I often hear you guys talk about the um, amount, the ounces of protein that you need, but with my traveling frequently, sometimes I have to rely on convenience like protein shakes and bars. So I'm wondering, wh- what do you recommend daily in grams? So in grams, I mean, the, if you're looking for weight loss, then we would definitely recommend about 90 to 120 grams of protein. Okay. A lot of other places you're going to see something like 60 grams of protein daily. I find that that is just not enough. And my for energy people. would be low oh, if I okay. only did 60. Yep. Yeah. 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 So we do recommend a little bit more protein, but we also recommend 
fewer processed carbs. I mean, I, I really think our plan is, it's, right. is a great one. What, what about, and, I, and I'm pretty darn close on my diet, I think. Um, so what about like the, the actual then, then ratio? Um, I mean, right now I think I'm getting probably about 25% protein, 30% fat, and then the rest carbohydrates. And they're carbohydrates from fruit, vegetables, quinoa. I think with our program, we're really looking um, probably closer to 40, 45% carbohydrate. Okay. Well, and I think that, yeah, that's probably pretty close that I'm at. All right. Super. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, and there too, you know, yeah, great question, and you gave a great answer. It can vary. So you're giving a generalization, but certainly if you come in to see us at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we sit down and we really tailor the plan to you because you might be trying to lose weight, you might have thyroid problems, a man versus a female. There's so many different factors that would change that ratio a bit. Exactly. Just just to know that. Um, boy, we are running up against the clock. We what sure are. What other great incentive or, or idea <laughs> do we want to give people? You know, um, no, there's the music. There's some, oh. Hopefully we gave some great ideas. I hope so. Get in the kitchen, but keep it simple. Food matters, and it's a wonderful thing to be able to sit down to real food with your whole family at the dinner table. It sure is. It means is. a lot to everyone. So have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.